to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Alice swung back and forth from a branch, like a trapeze artist, toes touching hands before throwing her body into a graceful, flat spin over the river. Esme made a more traditional leap, while Emmett charged right through the water, splashing water so far that splatters hit the back windows. To my surprise, Jasper followed after, his own efficient leap seeming understated, even subtle after the others. The huge grin stretching Alice's face was familiar in a dim, odd way. Everyone was suddenly smiling at me. Esme sweet, Emmett excited, Rosalie a little superior, Carlisle indulgent, and Edward expectant. Alice skipped into the room ahead of everyone else, her hand stretched out in front of her, and impatience making a nearly visible aura around her. In her palm was an everyday brass key with an oversized pink satin bow tied around it. She held the key out for me, and I automatically gripped Renesme more securely in my right arm so that I could open my left. Alice dropped the key into it. Happy birthday, she squealed. I rolled my eyes. No one starts counting on the actual day of birth, I reminded her. Your first birthday is at the year mark, Alice. Her grin turned smug. We're not celebrating your vampire birthday. Yet. It's September 13th, Bella. Happy 19th birthday. Well, well, well. (laughs) What have we here? Just a few more patrons that's all (laughs) i would love to welcome jasmine from washington lucy from london erin the believer from my skeptical sister from kentucky (laughs) Paige from weathersfield and sam from michigan welcome everybody thanks well, hello everyone. Hi everybody. This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. 
And on today's episode of Remember Breaking Dawn, we are covering Breaking Dawn Chapter 23, Memories. But you don't know who that's about. <laughs> what happened last time? Bella tried to kill Jacob, but Seth got in the way, which we'll <laughs> learn right now. Okay. <laughs> that's all that happened. I don't remember anything else. Bella came home and she was like, where's my daughter? Oh. And everyone was like, are you sure? And then there was the slow procession to get to Renesmee. <laughs> And then the nickname uh, reveal. I love the just like slowly, like one step at a time group, all touching Bella toward Renesmee. Ugh, great scene. Mm-hmm. Great scene. <laughs> Super weird. Okay. <laughs> um. So now is the aftermath from the yelling, which, um, like I said, Seth did get in the way because Bella wanted to kill Jacob. It was <laughs> Kill Bell Sirens, nothing else. She made a leap. Edward stood there. Jacob also just stood there. Seth, though, was like, this probably isn't great. A leap in between, a shoulder break, a collarbone smash. Uh, So we pick up with Seth getting treated by Dr. Carlisle Cullen. Let me paint the scene, though, because it's weird. Okay, Seth just broke his shoulder and collarbone, is sitting on the couch next to Bella. It does feel like not the most um convenient place to sit for a bone setting yeah especially because there's several other better and also just as convenient spots um possibly a stool or lay down i was thinking the fight table (laughs) it seems big enough it's close but not seth he's like i just i need to comfort bella because she she didn't hurt me that bad yeah i'm okay just the couch is fine for me (laughs) Sitting upright. (laughs) It's fun. So then Edward is like, Seth, I'm sorry I didn't do anything. And Bella's like, you literally didn't do anything. I did something. And every time Bella goes to say something to Seth, everyone's like, no, 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 it's okay. So Bella's getting a little frustrated by her lack of being able to take the blame for this. Everybody's happy. Like Seth is like NBD. Edward's like, Jacob almost got killed. That was fun. And so Bella's like, I guess we'll just all move past this. (laughs) Meanwhile, Carlisle is Uh, bracing Seth's arm back together. Bella notes how weird it is that Seth is so comfortable sitting next to her, even though they're literally touching. Um, Seth couldn't be bothered by anything. Um, He's just happy that he gets to hang out with his bestie, Edward. (laughs) We have a little bit of Harry Potter syndrome going on here in which someone conveniently decided not to tell Bella something very important until it had literally happened. Because now Bella's thinking about how Lucky it is that she didn't accidentally bite Seth because she would have killed him yeah. with her venom. Yeah, we no didn't. one thought to tell her that before. None of us knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was poison to them. Whoops. Cool. <laughs> now she knows. Don't bite any of your werewolf friends. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm a bad person. <laughs> Vampire. Bad vampire. Bad vampire. It's okay. She didn't get over that yet. (laughs) Which this brings up the next topic of conversation, which is the fact that it's a good thing Renesmee isn't venomous because she bites Jake all the time. (laughs) That's really convenient. So convenient. (laughs) Renesmee's like a chihuahua. (laughs) 
she's always just chomping on him oh my gosh <laughs> and her little teeth are so sharp so he's got little bite marks all over for what it's gross and weird and i just simply did a wtf <laughs> As does Bella. She goes, she does. <laughs> and apparently Renesmee has the habit of biting anyone who doesn't feed her fast enough. But Jake's the only one that she can really crunch into. True. Everybody else is just like a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bella is slightly glad about this. <laughs> and she also feels smug because she knew that before anyone else knew that. But she's not about to tell anyone that she knew that before everyone else knew that because she's conveniently forgetting the entire transformation process. You mean the bloody removal? Oh, yeah. And the removal. I. It's weird. It's so funny because she's like, oh, good thing nobody knew that I know that she's not venomous because I can't. I'm going to not ever tell anybody about anything that happened. But... I don't think she could have known that she wasn't venomous. She was literally almost immediately filled with venom after she got bit. (laughs) So I would have assumed, in fact, I did assume that Renesmee was venomous. Mm. And that was part of the pain she felt from getting bit by Renesmee. Maybe she's venomous to humans and not like werewolf humans. I don't know, because I have always, until literally this morning, (laughs) assumed that when she got bit by Renesmee, it was a little bit of venom. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. She never said it was like hot or anything like that, like the way that she said that her hand was. So I... I never she didn't thought say, anything of it. My boob is burning. It's on fire. <laughs> My nip. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now uh, Seth has been all bandaged up by Carlisle. And Carlisle's like, try not to mu- move around for a few hours, I guess. <laughs> Seth earlier said it was only going to be a half an hour. Mm-hmm. He's like, eh, I'll be good in a half an hour. Yeah. Which I'm sure he'll be fine to, like, do Seth activities, but, like, Carlisle's still just nervous. He's a doctor at heart. Yes. Uh, So he he wants Seth to just sit for a while, and he wishes that treating humans was so instantaneously gratifying. I don't know why, but I love it so much that he just, like, puts his hand on Seth's head for a minute. Yes. (laughs) And then he does just give a little head. It's just such a, like, sweet like fatherly sonly moment very sweet yeah carlisle's gonna call seth his son-in-law before he calls jake (laughs) his son-in-law oh no that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) so carlisle gives him a head pat walks away seth immediately falls asleep oh my gosh it's so funny these boys are trying so hard to keep up with the vampires that they're just not sleeping at all and so anytime they sit down they immediately fall asleep yeah (laughs) it's so funny um bella gets up and edward follows her and she looks outside and she sees leah pacing around and leah is going back and forth between uh glances first she'll glance up at the house um looking like what does it say anxious and then she'll look back with a murderous glare yeah because first she's like is my little brother okay and then she's like i'm gonna kill bella but honestly bella i know she's a vampire now and she's a newborn and everything but she did get real real mad about that nickname I mean, real mad. Real mad. So it, it does feel, it, it was kind of an overreaction. <laughs> you might say <laughs> that it was a slight overreaction. Trying to literally kill your best friend because he calls your daughter a name. I mean, I can kind of see it as a parent. 
if I hate, I'm confused about it. It's a bad nickname, but it's not bad enough to kill him over. But also, it is annoying to be like, you grown ass man who has like imprinted on my daughter and now given her a nickname too far. That's a step too far. That's the straw that broke the camel's back, as they say. When you're a parent and you're giving your child a name, do you consider all possible nicknames that they may have? You do try. Because I feel like if Bella didn't, that's on her for making (laughs) it so easy for your kid to be called Nessie. Some people don't. Was she like, obviously everyone will always call her her full name and nothing else. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, some people name their child Richard. You're right. And also, there's this whole thing. I know somebody who named their child Jessica, and they expected everybody to only ever call their child Jess. And then when people like would write out the name Jessica or be like, oh, oh, your 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 child, Jessica, she'd get mad. She'd be like, Ugh, it's Jess every time. That wasn't the real name, by the way. But every time I've been like, well, you did name mm. them Jessica. Yeah, if you wanted them to call them <laughs> something, you probably should have gone with that. So anyway, it is it's hard to say. My <laughs> daughter who I named Ari Elizabeth has and called Ari for 7 years now just wants to be Lizzie for some reason. I think there's a YouTuber she likes named Lizzie. But it's like it's stuck. And so now I am just like, well, I just need to be flexible as a parent. I don't know. I also <laughs> know uh, a kid in, who used to go to the school that I worked at whose name is Siobhan. And people called her Bonnie starting from like first grade. And I was like, wow, Bonnie, that's a cute nickname for Siobhan. I hadn't I would have never even thought of it because mm-hmm. it's like Bon. They called her Bon Bon and then they called her Bonnie. And I think they still do now that she's like a full grown adult. And so nicknames just happen. Yeah. Bella, you don't got to kill somebody over it. I mean, if Renesmee didn't like the nickname, then that's one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bella not liking it, it's like, well, <laughs> you got your one choice and everyone gets to do what they, what they will. And honestly, as Jacob says, it is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, uh, Jacob and Rosalie have decided that they're just going to hang out on the porch with Renesmee until Bella can chill out. Well, and they can't stand each other's smell, so the porch is probably the best place for them to be. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> so they're outside. Seth is obviously asleep, but other than that, everything's pretty quiet because some of the other people have gone hunting. Um, But then you guys listen to this line. It's my favorite line of Breaking Dawn. I definitely underlined it. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Jasper has stayed at the house to make sure Bella's okay. And we get this beautiful, beautiful line. He stood unobtrusively behind the newel post now, trying not to be obnoxious about it. That's a really good try, Jasper, but that's a weird place to just stand. Is there a newel post? Jasper height? Is he crouching down behind it? He's just... Or is it just covering his legs? Here's the thing. If I was to go over and stand behind my newel post, which is where I immediately went to when I was reading this, I looked over at my newel post and I thought, that newel post only goes up to my shoulders. Yeah. So if I just went and like stood behind the newel post, I would just be staring at everybody in the room. <laughs> and Jasper's tall. He's like 6'10 or also, something. So it, 
What is inherently obnoxious about standing behind the null post? And how can you avoid being obnoxious about it? I don't... (laughs) I'm going to try it later today (laughs) when everybody's home and everybody's doing their assorted nighttime activities. I'm just going to go stand (laughs) behind the newel post and see if it's not obnoxious. Yeah. If anybody does point out what you're doing, just say I was trying to do it unobnoxiously. I don't want to be obtrusive, but I'm going to stand here for a minute. (laughs) I love it. Big fan. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. So now we get like the rest of the chapters, just Bella thinking for the most part. And she thinks about a lot of things. First, she think tells us all the things that have been told to her that we missed out on. So the first thing is that everything's cool between the packs now. And that the truce between the two is stronger than ever now that Jacob has imprinted because uh, in the werewolf fila, the like number one thing is if someone imprints, you don't touch their imprintee uh, because bad things happen when someone is so sad that uh, everyone else becomes very sad too. So you just, that's that's their rule. It'd be a whole other book of New Moon mm-hmm. from Jacob's point of view. Nobody wants that. So... <laughs> We are not going to touch Renesme. Bella's becoming a vampire is cool with everyone because Jacob gave his okay. And now that everything's like more chill between everyone, they they have like accepted that Jacob is also an alpha now and they like respect him as much as they respect Sam. I understand what's happening here, but I got very, very triggered by the fact that everybody's okay because some man was like, it's okay. Some some man, Jacob Black, specifically, was like, it's okay. Nobody needs to kill anybody. Why? Why are we, why? Why is anybody saying everything's okay because this man says it's okay? I, I, I'm sorry. That's, that's my own t- PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> it is annoying that it takes that to make things different when it should just be well how about we just don't kill anybody in the first place honestly that's literally base done we don't kill anybody we don't need but someone no, to give their Jacob approval but no being like <laughs> it's okay everything's okay bella i said bella could be a vampire so it's okay <laughs> yeah no no nobody cares what you said (laughs) um another thing that they have learned is that jacob and sam now have a a special way of talking to each other when they're wolves which is different (laughs) from pack wolf talk they can alpha to alpha wolf talk it is special (laughs) which is kind of like the way that everyone else talks to edward like if you're if you're mind speaking to edward you can just like tell him the things you want him to know and it's different than him just listening in on your like everyday activities yeah but i don't think that jacob and sam can listen in i think that the only way they can talk to each other is if they have been like okay brain i'm gonna talk to sam yeah exactly so that's new And they found that out when Jacob went over to Sam and was like, so about this whole situation, Bella had a baby before she became a vampire. Um, I said she could. So it's that's fine. Don't worry about that anymore. And also (laughs) I (laughs) imprinted on her baby. So also you can't kill the baby. (laughs) 
And Sam was like, okay, <laughs> what? I hate it. So after Jacob went and talked to Sam, Sam came back with him so that they could talk to Carlisle and they can re-treaty up themselves. Um, so Bella is very relieved that all of that took place without her having to oversee <laughs> Because, you know, she would try to get in on all the parts of that whole mess. So it's good that it just happened. This United Nations meeting is too much for me. (laughs) I can't stand it. (laughs) The other thing that Bella is worried about, which didn't all solve itself, is Charlie. We sadly learned that Charlie still calls the house every single day. He's still calling the CDC phone numbers and getting Esme every time. So yeah, fellow's like, he talked to Esme earlier, you know, whatever that conversation was. But then he called two more times while Carlisle was doctoring Seth. And everyone's like, just let it ring through. So rude. Poor Charlie Swan. Rude AF. He's sitting in Bella's bedroom, probably <laughs> just on her bed, like, time to call about Bella. And then <laughs> when nobody answers, he just puts the phone down and like slumps over and just lays there. Why don't, why doesn't anybody talk about Charlie's depression? I feel like we are the only people who've mentioned that he lives at a two. Two. Mm-hmm. He lives at a two. Why is nobody having this conversation? <laughs> So, yeah, that's terrible. Hopefully all his other friends still call him. Who? I don't know. Sue, Billy. Lizzie from Washington. Lizzie from Washington. Lizzie from Seattle. I, like, no, this is just like, yeah, Sue. Sue's checking in. I can't. I, Billy's phone is broken still. <laughs> I guarantee he hasn't been able to fix that phone. Oh, no. And Jacob didn't think to go fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Sue's definitely feeding Charlie at this okay. point, I think. Okay. That- her, her kids aren't home. She's like, what else can I spend my time doing? I'll take depressed Charlie <laughs> food. That literally does like lift. Oh my god, that's the start of their love. Yeah, I'm sure of it too. That's so cute. That has lifted a burden off of my shoulders. Sue is taking care of Charlie. Okay. Sometimes she comes over and he's asleep in Bella's bed and she's like, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see this. The sweetest thing, and I'm just going to go downstairs and turn on the oven. So oh, I'm going to cry. Sometimes Sue calls the CDC number. Oh, yeah. She's like, and I, talks to I'll, Esme. Try to, I'll, try, I'll try to get through to Charlie. <laughs> they just make the call together. Oh, I'm like, did you call last hour? Okay, my turn. Sue's a true friend. I love her. So now Bella's trying to figure out what exactly they should do about Charlie because what everyone's been telling her that they should do is just tell Charlie that Bella died so that he can grieve and start to move on. But Bella's like, that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like what we should do. And then Bella's like, well, then I'd have to like lay down in a coffin and pretend to be dead and uh, like literally be able to experience everyone mourning me. Like Bella couldn't think of a worse thing in her life. (laughs) Exactly. So she, she still kind of is leaning towards her original idea, which is like, what if Charlie just comes over, has his freak out, we just won't address it and then we just kind of act like everything's normal and like continue with our lives and then she's like I think that's okay except for my eyes my eyes are terrifying and they would scare poor Charlie (laughs) way too much so we at least have to wait for that and it's at this point that Jasper comes out from behind the newel post (laughs) does he like step one foot over as when like he used to do in her bedroom window just to (laughs) slide over or does he pop his head out to the side uh Bella (laughs) what's the matter (laughs) Does he bring the Newell Post with him? I, I gotta know. know. Is the Newell Post on wheels now? Just for his convenience. 
I have to know how this is happening. <laughs> and this is the most he ever talks, I think. Yeah, so he's like, Bella, what's the matter? No one's mad at you. And then Leah outside is like, growl, growl, growl. Like, ah! he's like, they just ignore that. And he's like, um, you're doing so well. Everyone's surprised how like while you're handling everything Bella notices that the room becomes very calm and even Seth goes into a deeper sleep and she's like oh I was thinking about Charlie at that moment Jacob and Rosalie stop (laughs) bickering at each other and Jasper's like oh so then Bella's like we really do have to leave don't we we have to pretend we're like in some other city and at this point Edward looks over at Bella and he's like it's the only way that we can protect Charlie And then Bella says, I brooded for a moment. (laughs) She's been hanging out with Edward for so long. Mm -hmm. And Trish goes, I'm going to miss him so much. I'll miss everyone here. Well, (laughs) I don't know about that. She thinks about Jacob and she's like, well, I guess I'm glad I'm still his friend. (laughs) And then she thinks back to what Jacob said before she tried to kill him. Where he was like, you even said it yourself, Bella. We're supposed to be in each other's lives. We could be like family. It's my favorite when you do a Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> Jacob voice. That's it. That's all I have. I know. So I was like thinking about that and she's like, yeah, but I didn't mean like this. I certainly didn't mean with a daughter making him literal family. Like, no, gross. <laughs> and then she remembers back, way back when she was human and she was talking about Jake whenever you find a girl whoever it'll be won't be good enough for you whoops <laughs> and then she's like oh no this is uh. terrible and then she thinks about how Jacob would do if they did leave and she's like I don't know if any of these other wolf boys have even spent a whole day away from their person like I don't know how that would even work maybe like would it cause Jacob pain I don't know do I care I also don't know. This whole I thing, kind of do want to steal my baby away from him. It really is like so rough because she knows where he's coming from. And also she's like, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm her mom. And no, like, stop it. She's mine. I get that feeling. I get it so like in my bones. Mm-hmm. At this moment, uh, everyone from the porch comes inside while Carlisle comes down the stairs holding a measuring tape and a scale, Jasper immediately comes over to <laughs> Bella. And Edward's like, it must be six o'clock. And Bella's like, what does that even mean? Everyone's looking kind of nervous to be back in the room with Bella. And Carlisle's like, it's time to measure Nessie Nesmay. <laughs> Everyone's slipping up and calling her Nessie in they front of are, Bella. They are... <laughs> They don't want to get like have another murder, but mm-hmm. it's hard. They're used to it. I just I can't stop picturing now. Jasper just has that Newell post with him. <laughs> it's like a security <laughs> Newell post. <laughs> Poor guy. Bella's like, oh, do you guys do this every day? And Carlisle's like, we do this four times a day. <laughs> and Renesmee is like, <sighs> she's a sigh Bella wonders why so often and Edward's like well she's still growing very fast and he then comes over and like casually holds Bella right in place (laughs) Bella is looking at Renesmee and she's like she looks perfectly healthy look at the color in her cheeks look at how cute she is like how could anything be wrong with her and then she's like well definitely this child looks way different from the one that was violently birthed from me And also, she does look slightly different from how she did earlier. Like, she's 
just a little bit longer, just a little less round. Her hair grew just barely. And while she's looking at her, Carlyle brings the tape measure over. But instead of, I don't know, having Renesmee stand up so he can measure her, Rosalie just like holds her arms out and Renesmee just goes <laughs> flat. <laughs> There's this great scene in the 1983 version of Annie with Carol Burnett where they do this to Annie. Like one of the servants is holding her and they just put her down flat, like holding her flat, mm-hmm. like a stiff as a board, light as a feather. And they like twirl her around so that they can get her measurements. It's so funny. And it is exactly what they're describing here. It's like, why? What is the point of this? It's so funny. <laughs> there is an easier Nobody way. Nobody ever puts her down. Literally, Renesmee doesn't know how to walk yet because she hasn't <laughs> tried. I love it. <laughs> so that happens. Jacob's looking kind of mad about this. While Bella watches all this happen, she's like, If she's growing this fast already, (laughs) calculations, calculations, calculations. And she's like, what are we going to do? And Edward's like, I don't know. And Jacob's like, it's slowing. (laughs) And Carlisle's like, well, actually, Jacob, we do need several more data points before we'll be able to (laughs) properly calculate the projected blah, blah, blah. And Jacob's like, yeah, but yesterday was two inches. Today is 1.97 inches. And Carlisle's like, well, yes, if I did measure correctly. And Jacob's like, you better measure correctly. If you're not right, doctor, I'm going to kill you, even though you're now my grandfather-in-law. I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) So that's weird. And Bella's annoyed at Jacob because she's like, I should be the one vocally being worried about Renesmee, not you. (laughs) Renesmee is also bothered by the whole thing. She gets very wiggly. And then she, um, I don't know what's a good way to, she hand talks to Rosalie. Yeah, 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 hand talk. She palm speaks her. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do palm speak. And she's like, "Um, Bella's over there, hello, like, give me to her. And so then Rosalie's like, well, how are you? And she's like, I'm kind of worried. And Rosalie's like, well, we all are, but like, how are you really? And Bella's like, I'm fine. And also, Renesmee doesn't smell like food. Oh, Joshua said that she smells like seawater. Nessie. I get it. Seawater. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's clever. Joshua. <laughs> uh, so everyone decides to let Bella hold Renesmee again. Jasper and Edward are sticking by real close. Rosalie is not super thrilled about it. And so... Bella grabs her Nesme and once again she's like, This is fine and perfectly normal and everyone needs to just chill out. Renesme palm speaks to Bella and it takes Bella by surprise again because it's so weird. And <laughs> Renesme immediately shows Bella attacking Jacob. She's like, Mom, why? Yes. <laughs> explain yourself (laughs) but while Bella watches she's like wow I am so graceful oh my god she goes it didn't look like me this graceful predator leaping at her prey Mm -hmm. I love that Edward's laughing watching Renesmee's talking to Bella and then Renesmee decides to still leave in the Bella crunching into Seth and Renesmee tells Bella glad that it was Seth and not Jacob that you hit (laughs) she has a big smile on her face thank you for 
for not killing Jacob, but instead hurting Seth, Uncle <laughs> Seth. <laughs> what? Renesmee's a little messed up. And then Jacob's like, see, I told you she liked me too. And then Renesmee like kind of smacks Bella and she's like, I'm not done talking to you. Then she is telling Bella that she likes it when Rosalie brushes her hair because it feels nice. She thinks it's very boring when she has to be straight so Carlisle can measure her. And Edward's like, it looks like she's going to just tell you everything that's happened since uh, she saw you last. And then <laughs> Renesmee's <laughs> like, when they give me that blood in a cup, that is delicious. And Bella's suddenly like, oh my God, that is delicious. And then everyone freaks out like Edward and Jasper idiot sub sandwich Bella head to foot and they take the baby away. Idiot sub sandwich. <laughs> After all these years, it leveled up. <laughs> I also like that she's like, my nose wrinkled as she dumped the next one on yes. me. She <laughs> it was a dump for sure. And so Bella's being like, what? In, like <laughs> I don't know, hot dogged. <laughs> by Edward and Jasper and Edward's like are you okay and Bella was like I'm fine and Jasper's like why holding Bella so tight like why isn't she struggling <laughs> Bella's like this is fine and Edward's like I don't get it you were remembering being thirsty and Bella's like yeah so <laughs> and so then Edward lets go and he's like that one's on me Jazz okay can I ask a question because this is now the second time somebody has called Jazz, Jasper Jazz. And I just want to know when we started calling him Jazz. I'm not opposed to calling him Jazz. I like it. It feels good. I just want to know when, because did this just happen? Have they always called him Jazz, but they were like, don't call him Jazz in front of Bella until she's a vampire, because <laughs> it feels too intimate. Why? Or was Jasper jealous that Renesmee got a nickname? <laughs> And him and him and Alice were laying there one night and he was like, I'm I think it's really cute actually that they call her Nessie. I've never had a nickname before. And Alice, <laughs> Alice is like, goes, Aw, Jazz, that's I'm, okay. She's like, I've been saving this for the right time because I knew it was gonna happen. She's Jazz. like, We could go with Jay. Oh. We could go Jaspy. We could go Jazz. And he's like, Jazz. I think good. I like Jazz. <laughs> And she's like, I'll tell Edward. I mean, I do like it. I just think it's funny to surprise us with this. It is suddenly. out of the blue. <laughs> Where were we? So Edward lets go and he's like, I guess I overreacted for her. Like, I thought this was going to be a big problem. So Jasper lets go and Bella grabs the baby back. And Jasper's like, I don't know what's happening. And I have to leave right now and so he literally just goes off into the forest listen to this he first he goes i can't understand i can't bear this and he just like he doesn't dramatically leave the house he just walks out he strides out the back door it says leah moved to give him a wide margin of space as he paced to the river and then launched himself over it in one bound but when i read this Oh, my brain literally thought he was going to just launch into the river. I thought he was going to just into the river, like angel style, just be like, goodbye. And then he just floats all the way down. How often do you think someone in the house does that? They just go plop plop into the river and let it take him to the ocean. I would because I think 
sometimes, and not all the time, but sometimes it would get boring and tedious to be awake all the time. Like I would just be like, I'm, I've been awake for a hundred years. I need a break. I'm going to go, I'm going to go down the river. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to. like a version of vampire <laughs> meditation. I thought he was going to launch himself into the river. That's funny. No, just over it. Yeah. Just over it. It's fine. He's just getting out of here. <laughs> so then Renesmee Palm speaks that to Bella like, is jazz okay? <laughs> jazz. <laughs> So Bella is like, what's wrong with Jasper? And Edward's like, oh, he'll be back. He just needs a moment alone to readjust his perspective on life. Me too, to be honest. Just a moment. (laughs) His whole perspective on life, his entire life view needs to be re-examined right now. Poor guy. That's fine. He's going through it. He really is. Um, Bella remembers before when Edward was talking to her and he said that Jasper would feel better about himself if Bella had a hard time adjusting to being a vampire. And so Bella's like, well, is he mad at me? And Edward's like, no, why? And she's like, well, then what's wrong? And he goes, he's upset with himself, not you, Bella. He's worrying about like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And Carlisle's like, well, what? how? Edward tells them he's wondering if the newborn madness is really as difficult as we've always thought of it, or if with the right focus and attitude, anyone could be doing as well as Bella. He believes now maybe he's only having such a hard time because he believes that he'll um, always have a hard time with it and that it's unavoidable for him to struggle. And so now maybe he's thinking if he expected more of himself, maybe he'd be able to rise to those expectations. Oh, jazz. He's having an existential crisis. Uh-huh. I feel really bad for him. Although I hope that on the other side of this, he does realize that it's okay to just struggle. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Some people struggle because what, but, Carlisle says next is so good. So good. Yeah. So Carlisle's like, well, that's not fair. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own challenges. And maybe the reason that Bella is doing so well is because that is her gift. And then Bella's like, what? (laughs) And then Renesmee's like, why did you just go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Really good. So Edward's like, well, that's interesting. And like, it could be true. And Bella's like, what do you mean? I don't get any cool power, like being able to shoot thunderbolts out of my eyes. Like, that's so boring. And then she's like, well, boring, but maybe it's really cool that I just get to be myself like immediately again. And I don't have to go through all the things that I was dreading. I mean, honestly, and being a mom, what a gift to not have to worry about it. Yeah. So she's like, well, okay. I mean, it's fine, I suppose. And then she's like, well, what if, like, Carlisle, I never kill anybody? Like, what if I can just be a good vampire right away? And <laughs> and then I could see Charlie. And then she's like, hold on, I can't see Charlie because of the eye thing. And also, what would I say to him? So she puts that off again more. She's like, can't think about Charlie yet. Do you think it's interesting that before in this chapter, she called herself a bad person? But then in this uh, paragraph she says what if I could be a good vampire I think that's an yeah. interesting shift suddenly of being like stopping thinking of herself as a bad person as she's always done and shifting to be like oh I it doesn't matter because I'm a good vampire I'm a good like not bad va- I, I love that yeah, I think that's, that's a cool shift that is really cool Edward asks Carlisle if Carlisle knows anyone that has like a gift like self-control and he's like do you think that it could be a gift like that or do you think it's just because of like all the preparation 
And Carlisle's like, I don't know. It is kind of similar to what Siobhan has always been able to do, even though she personally doesn't call it a gift. And Rosalie's like, uh, is that your friend from the Irish coven? I didn't know she had any power. I thought it was Maggie who was talented. And Carlisle's like, yeah, Siobhan would agree with you. But she has this way of deciding her goals and then almost willing them into reality. She considers it good planning, but I've always wondered if it was something more. When she included Maggie, for instance, Liam was very territorial, but Siobhan wanted it to work out, and so it did. I want to give myself this gift. A hundred percent. I'm going to bestow it upon myself. I'm going to Siobhan-ishly give myself that gift so that I can give myself a non-stressful life. I mean, like, I know my life will always be stressful, but I would like to say to myself, here's what I want to do. And then get rid of all of the negative self-talk that I have of being like, well, but it's hard, but I'm not good at it, but I'm, I might suck. And what if I don't, I'm just going to get rid of all that. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be Siobhan and be like, nope, it's going to happen. Well, I wonder if she did go through any periods, like when she was first becoming a vampire or just in the past of her, like, um, always talking about how things are going poorly or whatever. And then they do. And then one day she's like, I wonder what would happen if like... (laughs) I thought about it differently and then it just started working out. I'm going to try cool. it and I'll let you guys know. Um, You'll yeah. see. You'll see. That's a cool power to have, though. I want that like, power. It's like, I want it to not rain today. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the stuff I'm thinking of. But I like for me, it'd be like, I want to be able to podcast full time and not have to do my other job. I'm just going to make it happen. I'm just going to starting today, boom, it's going to happen. Okay. So you all watch. (laughs) Watch and see. Watch and learn. (laughs) You just have to have some good planning. I'm not a good. (laughs) Oh, I mean, yes, I'm going to start planning. See? (laughs) Emily's the planner. (laughs) Um... So then Edward Carlyle and Rosalie go and sit down at the family discussion table to talk about this. (laughs) Oh. Um, (laughs) Jacob goes and sits next to Seth on the couch. And Bella's like, he's probably going to fall asleep at any second. (laughs) And so Bella's kind of like listening to what they're talking about. But um, Renesmee is still talking to her. And so she goes over to the window and they just literally are staring at each other. (laughs) Bella and Renesmee. And then she's like, I never have to sit down again in my life. (laughs) Imagine that. She's like, I could stand like this for a week and I'd feel just the same as I do now. And then she's like, all the other Collins... All these things that they do, they're just out of like habits to make them look more human, like the way that they chose to sit down instead of stand up, even though they had no reason to. And the reason that Rosalie plays with her hair and Carlisle crosses his legs. And so Bella's like, I, sh- I need to start practicing those things, too. So she shifts her weight onto one of her legs. And she was like, that was the most <laughs> silly thing. <laughs> and then she's like, well, maybe they're actually just trying to give me me and Renesmee some space. So Renesmee is showing Bella just every little tiny thing that has happened to her like the one time her and Jacob were outside and these little birds were getting closer to her and um, she Hmm. tells Bella that the birds don't come close when Rosalie is out there and she also tells Bella how disgusting formula is (laughs) I love that she says it worried her that I had missed things that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, she was she was out for so long. She missed all this beautiful stuff. Yeah. 
Um, she tells Bella about the song that Edward sings to her, and she plays it for her twice, which I think is really cute. <laughs> Me too. Bella can see herself in the background of that one, just laying there. It takes Renesme about an hour to catch Bella back up about all the things that she wants her to know. <laughs> Seth and Jacob are now snoring on the couch. And um, as Renesme comes to an end, like this one vision just kind of gets blurry and and then goes away. And Bella almost goes over to Edward and is like, has this ever happened to anyone? Like, what is going on? And then Renesme just yawns and falls asleep. Okay, and she's but- like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did this scare anybody else when they first read it? Because she literally says... Uh, she yawned, her plump pink lips stretching into a round O, and her eyes never reopened. <laughs> when I first read that, I was like, no, what? No. Oh. Did she just die? <laughs> her eyes never reopened. Interesting way to say that. <laughs> Scary. interesting. Scared me real bad. Can I just say, I there's something so sweet and calming about this chapter because it's just a chapter where... Everybody's just kind of doing a normal thing. It's just a day in the life of the Collins where Seth and Jacob went went to take a nap and Bella's just hanging out with Renesme and the other people are at the table having a conversation and Jazz is off thinking and the other guys are out <laughs> hunting. Like it's just kind of like a day in the life. Nothing's happening. We're we're just learning things. And I kind of it just feels good. It's the only normal day. Yeah, it just books. it just feels so good to have just like a chill day. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while Bella is holding Renee's me, she does fall to sleep. And then Bella's like, aha. And she grabs Renesmee's little hand and sticks it back on her face. So now this makes me wonder, is Renesmee's power unintentional? Like, because now she's asleep and Bella's like, I'm going to see what happens and grabs her hand and puts it on her face and she can coolly, awesomely see what she's dreaming about. But that feels very intrusive. To yeah. If anyone could just like grab her and like yeah. pull, like make her touch them, yeah, if, they would mm-hmm. be able to. Or is it just because she's asleep and so she's not in control of what is being broadcast, but right. when she's awake, she can choose yeah can she things that because i it scares me that somebody some evil person might want to take advantage of this and be like what does she know i'm gonna force her to tell me what she knows that's very stressful Mm -hmm. all of a sudden to me (laughs) i agree i agree bella describes her dreams as just flickering colors like handfuls of butterflies scattering through her thoughts Mm. um (laughs) And then she like starts to get into her dreams and now it's just like faces and shapes and colors. And Bella is happy to know that um, her face is shown at least as frequently as Jacob's is. (laughs) Okay, not only her beautiful vampire face, but also her hideous human face. Yes. Really good. So hideous. (laughs) And now she's like, now I get how Edward would just watch me sleep all night. This is fascinating. I could watch Renesme dream forever. And then Edward says, finally, <laughs> which catches Bella's attention. Edward's been waiting for this. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so Bella's looking outside and it is like dark. It's like the sun has set, but Bella says that she can't see anything any less. Everything is just different colors now, which I think is really cool. Super cool. Leah gets up and walks away just as Alice 
uh, comes into view across the river and we get to learn um, <laughs> this is really gives you some insight on all the characters here about how they get across the river I do have questions about it though like why just that that's my only just question for fun, I think. why yeah <laughs> so Alice likes to do this thing called grab a branch swing back and forth and then do a flat spin over the river kind of like so many spins that just straight 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 <laughs> Cool. I love it. Esme is just a regular leap. Regular leap. Emmett doesn't leap at all. He just goes right through all the water <laughs> and it splashes so hard that it reaches the house. He's just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bella, surprised, sees Jasper come after and he also does a little leap. Just the smallest of leap. He just skims the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here comes Alice smiling hugely running straight to Bella and then she notices Esme is also smiling and Emmett is also smiling and even Rosalie is kind of happy and Carlisle and Edward and so Alice comes into the room hand out in front of her and drops into Bella's palm a key with a huge pink ribbon tied to it and so Bella takes it and Alice says, happy birthday. (laughs) And Bella's like, Alice, we don't start birthdays until next year. And Alice goes, "Uh uh-huh, we're celebrating your real birthday. It is September 13th, Bella. Happy 19th birthday. (laughs) L-O-L. End of chapter. Really beautiful chapter. I love me a let's just hang out chapter. Mm Mm-hmm. So cute. Very cute. I loved learning all that stuff. I love oh, just so good. Happy about it. I'm glad Jasper didn't have to spend too much time in his panic room again. <laughs> no, he just went to find Alice. It's <laughs> like, Alice, please, please. I don't care. That last curtain does not need to be hung. We got to go back. <laughs> He's like, I have a question for you. Can you tell me the future? If I just right now decide that I don't want to eat people, is it going to change my life? And Alice is like, the house is ready. <laughs> we will talk about this later, but don't panic. Poor and Jester's like, fine. <laughs> oh, poor sweetie. I love him. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us and listening. We're happy to have you here. And um, we're Emily and I are going to go record our Patreon-only bonus ode. So if you'd like to listen to that, then come join us on the Patreon. It's a fun place to hang out. And we love you very much. And remember... You can just brace people's whole shoulders back together on the couch if you want to. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.